Welcome to Serially Hooked Star Wars. We're your hookers, Chris and Richard, and today, this is what revolution looks like. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and at seriallyhooked.com, where you can get all our latest info. Also, while you're at it, why, why not subscribe so you can make sure that we're, you can get all of our episodes whenever they come out. And also just do it because you want to help the podcasts grow, and that's the best thing you can yes. do to support the show. But also listen to the episodes. Don't just download them. <laughs> the upcoming week is gonna. We're, we're gonna. We we've had a quite an intensive two months uh, with, on average, three episodes per week. This is going to slow down somewhat. Next week we're gonna have two episodes. We are going to finish House of the Dragon on Wednesday and then on on the weekend, as as per usual. As you can tell, we're gonna talk about Andor. And I'm gonna. I'm really excited about both of them, and yeah, I, 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 I just cannot wait to talk to watch them and talk about them. And with that, if you're not willing to risk your conscience, surrender and be done with it. Two things. One, I've began muting myself even before we start recording so that i don't interrupt or i do a better job about interrupting (laughs) um and two what a what an episode man i think this is like i'm Mm -hmm. getting more excited for this show than any show that's on tv right now and i think it's it's i think it's the best show currently airing high praise uh with uh, you know with house of the dragon and rings of power going on at the same time i haven't watched rings of power yet i mean i guess it finished now but uh yeah i mean i don't think praise. those two shows are even close to the level of this show in my mind but that's just me mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> take it or leave it i guess <laughs> the show is so good in an episode yeah. where ostensibly it's another transition episode in which it's just setting up pieces and moving like you know it's like moving pieces on a checkers board or a chess board that's what this show is this episode's supposed to do it's yeah. just phenomenal in every single little step that it's doing and it's just so engaging and i just cannot wait until next wednesday yeah same <laughs> it's just ah, oh, i love i love it so much honestly uh so yeah as you said even though this is quote unquote just a transitional episode it just so many good things i had such a hard time uh, deciding on highlights, which is just weird to say for a transitional episode. You'd think I'd be hard pressed to find any, but they're just so good. I mean, if mm-hmm. you think about it, if you pitch this episode, the plot of this episode, what happens? The empire gets angrier. We always knew that's going to happen, and yeah. that's base. And then, oh yeah, Cassian goes to jail. Basically, it. But then, <laughs> yeah. Within those two plot points, everything is so intense. And even from mm-hmm. like the opening shot, we're still keeping Cyril around. Cyril and his overbearing mother. Oh, yeah, I feel so much for him. Just getting, getting. I mean, of course, he was part of the uh, of the Empire adjacent machinery. So I don't have like on that level, I don't have that much sympathy for him. But still. Getting a soulless desk job, the most boring of all jobs, in such a giant facility, just ah, oh. and then yeah, with his mother, it's just so depressing, honestly. And they they shoot it really well to to get that feeling, and the actor does a really good job of 
just conveying how how soul crushing this entire experience is. What an incredible character development for what who's supposed to be a villain. And it's just so yeah. relatable on so many on a human level. Serial is just this character in the background that is doing nothing. We saw only for a couple scenes in the first few episodes, but wow, they're setting the stage for something. And every time you they mm-hmm. cut to him, you think something's gonna happen. You don't. You know <laughs> something's gonna happen at some point. You just don't know when, and that makes for intense drama in what's absolutely nothing so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's what I love about it, that they just, they keep revisiting him, and you just see really depressing parts of his life, and but nothing's really happening, but you just wait for something to happen, uh, but, and yeah, I love that they just cut back to him all the time, and it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's, he's still around, so he's going to, going to be meaningful in some way, right? <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And we got other new characters or call-out characters mm. to other shows. So a shout-out to Admiral Yularen, who's giving the speech at the beginning. So that's a character from Rebels, if anyone's ever seen that show. Um, really interesting to see him in live action. And it's... Oh! Yeah. Great. So the general, I didn't even pick up yeah. on that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really exciting to see like these characters. And it's, it's a, a nod to other live action characters we might get to mm-hmm. see from Rebels. Yay, maybe. So <laughs> you're just hoping to see uh, Hera and Chopper again, aren't you? <laughs> you caught me, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there any other two sh- characters that I want to see live action at this point? Because we've already seen Ahsoka, so that's done. So yeah. next on the list is just Hera and Chopper. Absolutely, they're they're definitely top of the list. Like, oh, I hope this is going to happen. Oh, Thrawn, 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 Thrawn. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Oh my god, I'm just the idea of the I don't think they bring Thrawn <laughs> here. I think they're gonna save yeah. Thrawn for Ahsoka, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or the end of Mando 3. I don't know what's gonna happen yeah, there, yeah. but it is uh, it's just so exciting. And just these it's... little nods to people who have seen the other shows, it just like it it you know, it doesn't if you don't pay attention, you don't know anything about that. It's just another Imperial general mm. saying stuff. But for those who have seen the other stuff, get they really excited for seeing these kinds of cameos here. And it's just great. It just adds to their viewing experience and rewards those who have been watching stuff from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Also, B2, or B2 Ima B, just B, he oh, is yeah. the cutest droid. He's absolutely <laughs> adorable. Completely useless in a mission, I would gather, because he has no battery to do anything. But yeah. he is absolutely adorable. And I guess you get to see Cassian's relationship with his droid that not only humanizes both him and Marva, which obviously that's the best, but also sets the future for Cassian's relationship with K2SO in the future. And yes, B2 is like, or B is, I keep calling him B2, but he's B. He's like climbing up my list of like my favorite droids already. And we've barely seen him. <laughs> okay. We, we always talk about the list of favorite droids. We really need to do that at some point. Yeah, we do. It, I'm just kicking the can <laughs> down the road on that one. It's going to be too yeah, much work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, do you want to go into it? No, yeah, sure. No, no, I okay. have a few things. I mean, I, I guess yeah. we'll talk about them a little bit here and there. Um, but one thing that's not in my top scenes, but I think is something important to note, is that scene where Admiral, Admiral Yularen is speaking. 
and where mm-hmm. he talks about you know them basically enacting the Patriot Act in the yes. in the Empire and Pord, I guess they call it P O R D, Public Order Conservation Re- Resentencing Directive. What an acronym! First of all, right. second of all, like it is an incredible quote when he says, "This is why we work so hard when we're at peace." And mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm stealing any of your thunder, but I think this is something that really has to get shout out as something that I'm really thinking is going to have consequences as we move forward into the show, clearly. But just the way that it's laden with overt imperial verbiage that if you just replace a couple words, this is like a early 20th century British admiral speaking about the Indian subcontinent. And you're just <laughs> right? like, whoa, this is a little too real. Mixed with, obviously, the notions of, you know, anti-over-government enforcement in the United States modern context with the references to the Patriot Act, which are super, super overt here. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we always talk about Star Wars being an allegory for nuclear weapons and anti-imperial messaging and all these kinds of things. And this show is really hitting on that a very grounded level unlike a lot of other star wars stuff which is very just subtle about it um other than like the first trilogy which i think is quite overt about the death star being an allegory for a metaphor for (laughs) nuclear weapons but yeah i mean and this is not the the, this is not the only uh comment on u.s politics i dare say at the very end uh we're going to talk about that later but i would say that the way that Cassian is getting arrested is a giant comment on U.S. police system. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and please. It's it's basically like stop arresting his arrest, stop arresting arrest, whilst the police officer beats you. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you wanted something else. I had one more thing to say, but I already forgot it, which so makes sorry. me very sad. As you said, like the Admiral Yularen thing, that is the Empire Strikes Back moment of the show, I think. Oh, for sure. The Empire Strikes Back and Strikes Back Hard. Yeah, really. And I think, again, I think I, I said that last time, they just nail the rhetoric, as you mentioned as well. It's like one-to-one colonial imperialist rhetoric. And yeah, if you just exchange a few words, it is word for word. What has been said numerous times in the past. Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. So the one thing that I want to add before we get into specific scenes is this show is doing such a great job at conveying actually the horror of the Empire on a day-to-day basis, Hmm. as opposed to the other Star Wars shows where, you know, oh, there's a rebellion and we just say, oh, we're getting oppressed. Oh, we're getting oppressed. Or talking about, oh, they're raising our taxes or something that is just not tangible in a way that makes you feel what feel like the horror and the uh, the reach of the empire in every corner of the universe and how um how terrible it is for the average everyday person and this show in so many scenes is doing that and i think i mean you alluded to the the end of the episode which i'll gather we'll talk about later but um do you have the flashback scene on one of your scenes nope I was okay, very cool. tempted to put yeah. it to uh, include it in another 
in another pick of mine, but I didn't want to cheat again. So yeah, no. So just as <laughs> as evidence of that, this is as evidence of them showing the horror of the empire. I think it's cro- the horror slash idiocy of the empire in some ways. It's when Clem ends up getting uh, hung because he's trying to stop the the no. the rebels. Basically, he's 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 working on behalf, trying to help the empire, and then he ends mm-hmm. up getting hung for it. So not only is that a sad story and such so affecting and i'll talk about that a little bit when we talk about one of my scenes but Mm. i think it's just evidence of how this show in such a little time has clearly established the horror of the empire because previous to this it's star wars i think was leaning in the direction that especially after clone wars what really is the difference between the empire and the rebellion on a day not the rebellion and the republic on a day-to-day basis we didn't really know because it really was kind of like they, the two were seen as closer and closer because they were kind of highlighting this middle ground. And you could argue that the rebel, the Republic came closer to the Empire as it transitioned in that direction. But I think really showing this horror is absolutely I think it's really cementing the Empire as this absolute evil on a day to day I guess quotidian basis as opposed to the the what we imagine the republic to be. I think it'd be cool to see more of this kind of storytelling in the republic era um to so that we can properly see the difference here, but I guess that's asking for too much. One day, one day they will do a show like that. They have to. You never know. I mean, you know what? Sign up Tony Gilroy for a blank check for the rest of his life. And just have yeah. them do these shows forever. <laughs> exactly. Just make them CEO of Disney. Let's just do that. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So what is your number four uh, scene? This was so hard. And it's mm-hmm. really difficult for me to like pick between them. But my uh, my number four scene is the um, end of the episode. Where Cassian gets arrested. <laughs> oh, perfect! Aha. Okay, <laughs> great minds think alike, huh? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he you mentioned it as being you know uh, analogous to the police state in the U.S. today, and how he gets arrested for just going to the grocery store, basically. And I just found not only that, um, is that K two S O there? I'm not sure. I know it could just be any droid there, but <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that's K two. Maybe yeah, that's just me. Probably. I mean, we right? we see we see two units. That we we see two K two units. There's one in the background as well. But I did wonder as well: is this the one? You know. <laughs> I would imagine. I would hope so. Um, hope so because that would be yeah. really cool for their intro or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. So um, clearly, I think this is setting up the next episode where there's going to be a jailbreak of some kind. That's what I would imagine. Um, yeah. I found it interesting that his idea of uh, you know, that was his idea of, uh, I guess, running away. But even in trying to run away, he could never escape the empire. And I find that this is the moment that's gonna he's gonna realize he's gonna realize the uh the fact that you know he's gonna eventually we're leading towards Cassian to turn in this show. The whole show is Cassian turning to join the Repub- the Re- the rebellion in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so uh, I think that this is. You know, the moment that it's going to, this is like, I think for me, the pivotal, pivotal moment for him, but I guess we'll find out. 
Yeah, I think I think so as well. I mean, we we get the seeds early in the episode, I would say, or like some more seeds, I guess, uh, in the early in the episode. Um, but this one is probably tipping the scale. I I loved how Kafka esque it was. It was very like the trial Kafka st- style. Like, yeah, he just gets arrested for nothing and just has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I also loved that Cassin just. His his idea of just getting away is going to a beach resort. That was kind of funny to me, but I guess that's the equivalent of going to like Hawaii or like Bali or whatever. Uh, which I can't blame him for that. But yeah, it's just so absurd the entire situation, and but th- but you know it, that all also as with Clem earlier in the episode. It just shows you how the empire just doesn't care, and it's just yeah, whatever. Uh, the individual means nothing, and if you if you really didn't do anything, that's we no no one here cares. So good luck. And I I loved what the uh, not really I guess judge said. You know, uh, take it up with the emperor. That was such a good quote as well. <laughs> so, I, because that kind of gives us a gives us a glimpse into basically everyday life, and I could imagine that being a case where this is a phrase that people just use in everyday life if people are discontent, and when people just shrug it off, it's like, yeah, take it up with the emperor. Uh, I love that so much. And yeah, the the whole scene is just weird, and that's why I love it. I mean, it's a great choice. Uh, what's your number three? Um, my number three that was also difficult. Um, I had a different, <laughs> not ten minutes ago, as even after we started recording, I had a different. I had the dinner party scene, but I chose instead. I changed my mind and chose the uh, scene where Mon Mothma goes and confronts Luthen. Oh, that's a great and, scene. That's also on my list. It's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and because, again, it is it is so... It tells you a lot about Luthen specifically. Also about Mon Mothma, but especially Luthen when he says, you know, what we've built, it grows or it dies. And I especially love the interaction when Mon Mothma says, uh, people will suffer. And then, yeah, Luthen says like that's the plan uh and yeah it just goes to what you said in the beginning this is how things start to happen uh and because because yeah the isb and the empire are cracking down and everything is going to be worse that forces the hands of those that are discontent and will you know it's it's basically a catalyst and I love that some of the people who have planned it know about it, and some of them didn't see that coming. And so, yeah, I, I just, I just love the interaction as well. The whole theatricality of it, again, amazingly acted by Stellan Skarsgård, about doing all the gestures and facial expressions of the, uh, of the shopkeeper, not shopkeeper, I guess, gallerist. Uh, and just ah ha 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 
uh, while at the same time talking about, you know, yeah, if you're not if you're not willing to risk your conscience, surrender and be done with it, uh, and be, being a real hard ass, and I that juxtaposition, I loved it. I love that scene from start to finish, and it's oh, so, such a good episode. <laughs> Yeah, this is an amazing episode. We we sound like a broken record every week, but I think this is it's so so true. I think um is I think Luthen is the only character here that really just sees the board 100%. He realizes yeah. this fact. And when he says we need the fear, we need them to overreact. That's just so smart because they immediately before this were talking about the Patriot Act or their version of the Patriot Act and it's just so true. I love when he says the empire has been choking us so slowly we've begun not to notice. Mm-hmm. I was just so whew, insane. <laughs> it was just like, it's so, yeah. oh man, it's incredible. But a question that I had that um, I think it was Mon Mothma says to him, I hope she's worth it. Was that the case? I forget. And mm. I was like, I don't know what that meant. There was there okay. was a quote there in that conversation when when someone asked someone I should have wrote who said it <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope she's worth it and I was like I don't know what this means um, mm. is it talking about Vel because we do see later that Vel's talking yeah. to his assistant about killing Cassian and I don't know mm-hmm. if that was ordered by Luthen or was that the assistant working on her own accord because she does seem you know a strong enough figure to work on her own desires but mm. um, I would imagine Luthen would be ruthless enough to kill her. So it's it's really interesting to see. I wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, also the uh the assistant is just a mystery to me. You know, who who is she? We don't really know much about her, but she keeps popping up and obviously she is in a strategically interesting position. So if there ever was a spy, that'd be great, but she can't can't really be a spy because otherwise the empire would know about <laughs> the rebellion. Like uh and they obviously kind of just found out um yeah so i'm just intrigued of their relationship as well and how did the two of them get together yeah i just like it remains to be seen how their stories are going to be written and it makes me think about all the peoples whose histories are lost to time and mm-hmm. we know about mon mothma we know about her influence on the empire or the rebellion but we don't know about luthan before so what's going to happen to Luthen and his assistant about mm. uh, through the course of this narrative? So I'm really excited to see where their stories go. Where, what's your number three? Oh, that was my number three. Oh, <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> yeah. Again, great minds think alike. Uh, yeah, we're just on it today. Yeah. So my number two now is uh, the dinner scene. Ah, great. Yeah, the one you didn't pick anymore. So mm-hmm. the conversation between her and her childhood friend I was just on the edge of my seat the entire time. Just absolute masterclass in writing, in filming, in the way the camera just goes around them all the time. Mon Mothma keeps reminding him to smile. The way that she turns the conversation back onto him. And I love when you can see the tension building up slowly. And you feel like throughout the conversation, she's going to let it go. She's going to say something stupid and then she's going to get caught and things are going to happen. But she's mm-hmm. so adept at weaving the conversation to her benefit. It is an absolute incredible work by Mon Mothma here. And the way, when she says, it's a lie, that transitions the entire <laughs> conversation. 
and it's absolutely incredible. I love when she says, I show you the stone in my hand and you miss the knife at your throat. And she learned that from Palpatine and whoo, so good. <laughs> I love this buildup throughout this entire conversation. And then the way it ends with her saying, um, I think you'll find my politics to be, you know, not your tastes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God. Whoa, she's running circles <laughs> around you. It's yeah. incredible. And she refuses to say anything. She just says, uh, as long as people think I'm in irritation, there's a good chance they'll miss what I'm really doing. And uh, it's just, I love that scene so much. Arguably my favorite scene of the entire episode, but there's just one more that I just have to keep at number one. Yeah. This is a really tough choice between one and two for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that this this scene is Mon Mothma in a way. It's She's recruiting someone and does it in the best possible way of not giving anything away and it's just like alluding to things but not really being tied down to anything and yeah i i also greatly enjoyed watching it and the the uh, tension and all the way and the again the theatricality of it it's it's great and i'm glad you chose it i kind of kicked it off there spontaneously but uh yeah it's a great scene my my number two is the isb meeting where when again because i i've I've said it before i just love me some bad guy in fighting (laughs) um and the uh i think her name is mira she just she just hands it to the other guy who no she didn't bring it up yet but the the uh, guy who's in charge of what you know dealing with the fallout of what happened at the beginning of the show uh, is just you know she, she, he brings it up to you know to confront her in in front of everyone and then he has to deal with the consequences of getting his ass handed to him uh, by Mira and I loved also the the you know the guy in charge um she kind of the supervisor you know she kind of speaks truth to power uh here where everybody kind of gasps as what but these these uh these lines were drawn like this the 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 different um sectors or whatever it was were were invented by our supervisor how can you criticize him in front of everyone yeah they're arbitrary. <laughs> Deal with it. And I love, she puts it all on the line here. And I just, you know, props to her, I suppose. And the supervisor acknowledges that and also tells her, you know, be careful now. Uh, and you can just tell it's it, it really is an incredibly dangerous, you know, it's just the politics part of it, uh, of having to deal with a lot of people who try to get one over everyone else. And yeah, I just I just love that one. I just very much enjoyed this this scene and the different the intricacies of it. Yeah, what an incredible scene here. I think her name is Miro. Deidre Miro uh, is her Miro. name. Miro, okay. Yeah, that means whatever. But her yeah. she is really rising on my ranks of just really cool villains here in the episode. And I yeah. think that her and Cyril's paths are definitely going to cross here at some point Mm -hmm. so i i I wonder how that's going to happen 
Um, I think also uh, I just have to shout out. Um, I love General Patrigas here. He par- Partigas, mm-hmm. sorry. He's the uh, Walder Frey, basically. How he just puts people down. No, he's not Walder Frey. He is. is he, uh, he is the uh, hand of the queen. Yeah, you're totally right. It was Kyburn, um, for sure. Yeah. Just <laughs> but Walder Frey was played by David Bradley. Yeah. So I old old British men. I can't keep. I can't. Keep them. I, can't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They all look the same to me. <laughs> yeah, which is difficult in Star Wars because there are a lot of old British men in, in there. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I totally get it. Uh, I have a I have a feeling we both have the same number one. Marva and Cassian. Yes, of course. <sighs> oh my god! Oh my god! This is <laughs> this is just. You know, this is what almost tipped the scale for Cassian, or or I think ne- not necessarily tipped the scale, but I think he will understand her later uh, and see why she was right. But it it is still it is still the last time we see a passionate old Cassian. I think before he goes and really is is there for the cause i think and i love the exchange i love the relationship between it um first of all just quick shout out because we mentioned the uh the flashback scene and i love the reveal that cassian chose the name clem for a reason uh that was great also tells you a lot about him but in you know it's just immediately before or like in the midst of this scene as well so i wanted to give it a quick shout out and uh you know the whole back and forth and marva just you know doesn't want to leave and Catherine just cannot understand that and I, I, you know i think marva just summarizes it perfectly you can't stay and i can't go and it's like heartbreaking because we can i would say for the first time here we see we see Cassian from his warm side because, you know, the love between the two of them, I think, is is not incredibly, like, strongly overt in, a, in any sense. They talk about it and you can see it, but it's not entirely there. It's still almost, like, a little bit subdued, especially on Cassian's part, but I think because we've been with him for a while, we can see how much she means to him and... Yeah, it was just a heart-wrenching scene. Ugh. Yeah, this whole thing was heartbreaking. I really love how they set up their relationship so simply in the first few episodes. And we come back and it's like nothing has changed. And they're just so deep together. I love when mm. B chimes in and is like, can I speak now? <laughs> no. <laughs> so funny here. Marva just gets it. She sees the consequences yeah. of the actions that Cassian had done with this robbery. Cassian even doesn't see it yet and one day he will be, get to understand and it might have, have to have have to happen in prison mm-hmm. and it it will just it's it's incredible and I love when she just makes a plea to him tell me you understand and he just can't but he'll get it and he'll let her stay and it's so much emotion here it is absolutely heart-wrenching and 
Yeah, I, I love at the very end how she just adds stop searching for your sister, that it's a fantasy. I think yes. that means that we're going to continue searching for his sister at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's such a great scene. Uh, I think this scene makes the entire episode work. And yeah, I just love it. That's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> it's not much more to say, huh? <laughs> and, you know, she prophesizes something and we see that it's becoming true at the very end of the episode because she's she tells Cassian that you know we, like where can we go the empire is everywhere and Cassian has to find out the hard way that that's true that even in his beach resort you know he will still be arrested for nothing by the empire and be sentenced to six years in prison so well you know from as as a result of his own actions in a sense because you know the the judge also says yeah it recently got changed which i assume must be part of the empire cracking down and yeah he just he just realizes that marva is right and that he ca cannot escape this oppressive system and so yeah i guess we will see that he realizes that he has to do something about it and i'm just curious how that's going to happen you mentioned next time might be like a prison break scene and i wonder whether it's It, it's probably him, but I could also see he, you know, if if he had been on better terms with someone, uh, he would be he would get broken out. But that's not how this is going to happen, probably. And yeah, I'm just again so excited for for Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised if Vel comes to break him out just to save him, or not to save him, but to get him out of the hands of the Empire because they know that. Yeah he leads to them so then they have to the plan might be from vel's side break him out then kill him yeah, but i think so maybe they break him out and then she i don't know has a and then she confronts the him or confronts him yeah exactly then, yeah yeah so that'll be interesting to see what happens there i mean because mm -hmm. there's no way he spends six years in jail so he has to break no. out somehow <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe we get a time jump in this show <laughs> but that i don't think so god i hope not i'm no. sick of fucking time jumps man <laughs> yeah i know um yeah anything else you're you're looking for and you're like especially curious about for next episode i want to see how good this show can be it has been mm -hmm. basically perfect up to this point and i want to see what's the limits here in terms of how great on the pantheon of not only star wars shows or fantasy shows but shows period can this get and that's all i'm looking forward to seeing and i just cannot wait for the opening of the show next week And with that, thank you so much. If you've enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. For Rashad, I'm Chris, and talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>